0: Please stand by, we'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. What a wonderful opportunity to be with you again in this this beautiful Monday morning. And I want to call your attention to Luke 5. Luke 5 is one of the most interesting scriptures in relation to developing the faith of the believer. Developing the faith of the believer. Our purpose is to disciple a person to a place where that person is actually now able to uh, be a new Christian, understand deeply the gospel, and apply it in the life of others. In in this scripture, in Luke 5, all of these things happen. Peter is stretched to become a new person. James and John and Andrew uh, followed by being witnesses of an event that changed their lives. And more than anything else, it validates the ministry of Jesus. The the, the narration uh, of of Luke puts Jesus doing exactly what we are supposed to do, applying the word to the people. and And so, I'm going to show you this uh, as we continue. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he entered into one of the ships which was Simon's and prayed him that he would trust out a little from the land and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship, out of the boat. When he had left speaking, he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, lunch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. And Simon incident said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, they should come and help them. And they came and filled the bo- both of the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at he- Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, Lord. And we had astonished, for he was astonished, and all who were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James, John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, for henceforth you shall catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. God, I thank you, Lord, for this word. I thank you for the reading of your scriptures and I pray that you bless them abundantly and bless us tonight, today in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to see three things. First, the ability to see what was happening. The ability to see. Second, the ability to come to conviction and believe of what you saw and apply it to your life. And third, I want you to see the application of the word in the life of others. So let's go. The ability to see his first is very important because one of the gifts that operated in the ministry of Jesus was discerning of spirits. And when you read 1 Corinthians 12 and you have the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, in in Paul's list in 1 Corinthians 12, Discerning of spirits is not mentioned until the vocal gifts in the vocal gift of prophecy. It fits right there. fits between faith, work, and mere gifts of healing and then prophecy. And it's right in the middle. Discerning of spirits. A lot of people ask me, why in the world did Paul do something like that? Because obviously the gift of discerning of spirits is a revelation gift. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Now, I'm talking about the ability to see, how seeing is so important. And so I want to read the scriptures to you, and I want you to find the word see and, and take a look at it. Okay, let's see. And they came to pass, as the people pressed on to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships. Here, here we go the first time. And saw two ships. All right, now the word saw here is that Jesus saw two ships. Now, I don't know what you think about that, but the idea of Jesus seeing the two ships indicated that he wanted to see who was there because this company had some employees, the sons of Zebedee, Peter, and John. Now, he saw two ships standing by the lake two among many now the reason why he saw two ships is what i'm calling your attention to because he uses the one he saw so is there a discerning of spirits operating at this very moment yes it is that he saw two ships that belonged to the ones who would become disciples and but the fishermen were going out of them and were washing their nets now, they're washing their nets because the night passed. They f- they they used their nets to catch fish. It is throwing the net on the right side of the boat, and they caught nothing. Now, when Jesus comes in the scene, he sees the ships. Now, keep thinking about seeing, okay, because that's the object of the lesson this morning. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Simon, lynch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. So after Jesus teaches for a while, I don't know how long, but the fishermen were going out of them and were washing their nets. So he entered one of the ships, which was Simon, and pushed away from... So the amount of people that is involved here is in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. He had to separate from them in order to be able to give space for them to hear and for them to be sat, I've been to Capernaum many times, and I know that the Lake of Genesaret is two hundred feet uh, uh, below, uh, two hundred feet receded from the land, and so the, the 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 water came to to them much much more closely associated with. The, the building where Peter lived, very close to it. Now if you look between Peter's house and the lake today, it's about 200 feet. And so I want to call your attention that the water was much closer to the house of Peter than it is today. And so Jesus tell them to throw the net into the deep. When did Jesus see that Peter and the disciples were not able to fish anything because the next thing that happens, Simon confessed and said unto him, Master, we have taught all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word I will down I'll lay down the net. So when Jesus saw the ships, the boats, the two boats, the Holy Spirit already had instructed him that a large schooner of fish We're approaching the time and the moment when Jesus would simply tell them to throw their nets for a catch. You see, the problem here that I'm trying to relate to you this morning, the ability to see in the kingdom of God is critical. It's very important because God reveals through a vision. There are many types of visions and dreams. And there's a, a, a one that speaks about uh, uh, a long type of uh, type of vision that it's like a video showing a lot of areas. so this this last Sunday, in the second service at Mount Bethel in Atlanta, I had a vision. Now, I have not had visions, but very rarely. And I would say I can count in my hands how many in 50 years. But I had a vision. Now, vision is an indicator of the will of God to what's going to happen. There's a prophetic word in a vision. If it is a vision, in the type of vision which has a name to it, I don't have it here, but I, I can have it tomorrow for you, that, that separates and, and reveals a, a, a video picture of what he's going to do. The color of that vision is different. The time of the vision is up to the moment in need. So I'm worshiping. And I'm just involved. I don't know I lost myself and I was singing too loud and and bothersome people and but I was just singing away and and, <laughs> and suddenly suddenly a picture came in in my in my vision of the church worshiping. From the left all the way down to the side. I'm talking about God took a picture of the sanctuary of Mount Bethel in Marietta, Georgia. God took a picture of Mount Bethel in Marietta, Georgia. From the left all the way down to the end of the seats which sits on my right and on my left, it's at least about 1,500 people, 2,000 people, 2,000 seats. Now, let me ask you this. Why is it that the Lord revealed that? Why is it that the Lord revealed that to me? He revealed to me to let me know that very soon worship will take over Mount Bethel Church, or worship of the Lord will take over. And the worship is not going to be uh, uh, 15, 20 minutes but it's going to be an hour, two hours, as people stay in the presence of God and are ministered by the Holy Spirit. But in this scripture here, the vision that Jesus saw of the two boats also revealed to him the name of the disciples that were there, which the scripture mentions them as Peter, Andrew, James, and John. They fished all night. But that's not the application of the vision. When he saw the two boats, he saw fish. And he saw that what Peter confessed, not able to fish nothing all night long. is about to change. So he saw the fish. He saw the boat. He saw the men. He saw the fish. You see, the three things that he saw are needed to be seen so he can apply a command. Take the nets, Throw them out and let down your nets for a draw. Throw down your nets for a draw. Now since they have fished all night, Jesus had to have previous knowledge of the presence of fish. What does that mean? It means this, that if you are a Christian today and you observe the move of the Holy Spirit of God, God is always ahead of where you are. God is always ahead of where you are. The discerning of spirits moves from the moment to the future, looking to see what's going to happen. Now there's another gift that applies down here, which is the word of wisdom, revelation about future. And so you have a mesh of discerning of spirits, wisdom moving forward, telling them that if, if you throw right there on the right side of the boat, right there, in the deep, what, what do you mean by the deep? The deepest one, you can't touch the If you're swimming, you can't touch the ground anymore. You've got, you got to be way down there where the, the bottom of the Sea of Galilee gets deep. Go over there and throw. Now, where is the word of knowledge operated in this sense, in this story? Because it relates to past and present. Look at verse 6. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and the nets broke and they became beckoned unto their partners to come and help. And they came and filled both boats so they began to sink. When Peter saw He was convicted. When Peter saw, he was convicted. And he felt on Jesus' knees, felt at Jesus' feet, and said, Depart from me from a sinful man. That's conviction. And they were astonished at the drought they had taken. And uh, and Jesus said to them, Fear not, for henceforth I'll make you a catcher of men. I'm going now where where is the word of knowledge? In this sense. As he entered into the ships. Which was Simon. He pushed the boat aside. And got closer. To far away from the land. So people could not reach him. Reach them. When he had done this. Jesus Peter responds. Simon answered and said unto him. Master we have tall all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your will, I will down the nets. I will. was cleaning the nets before. I will down the nets. So what knowledge did Peter had that would be a word of knowledge about past and present events, situations and things, is because Peter saw fish. Now to believe in fish and believe in, in, in what's happened, it takes a revelation. I had a revelation in Mount Bethel that I saw the seats filled and every hand lifted, worshiping and praising God. Now, when you happen, when that happens, folks, there's a revival. I saw a vision that there will be a revival among Bethel Church that will be heard throughout the whole all the nations of the world, and hundreds and hundreds of people come to receive Christ as Savior. And the order of the liturgical procedures will change because the choir will be uh, singing on the eleven o'clock service. So the ability to see moves the Holy Spirit to reveal more. In this sense, he saw a word of wisdom came in, a word of knowledge came in, and the Holy Spirit is just all over the place. And the disciples were overwhelmed. Now, what is the, the, the second thing is the application of the word. First, they saw. Amen? They developed their faith into something else. They now believed that the idea of fishing with Jesus is going to bring lunch for several weeks. You know, they took the fish and sold the fish in the market so they could have money in order to feed Jesus As because after that Jesus calls the disciples and they begin moving all over the place with, their <laughs> with, the, with, with the money they received from the fish. So there is, a, there is an ability uh, to grow your faith when you see a miracle. Now the third thing is the application of the word In this scripture. Now, the application means what do we do with that? What did that do to anybody else? Because if it is the Word of God, it will come out of the disciples, it will come out of the mouth of Jesus, and it will be applied to the multitude. In other words, a miracle has to connect with the people of God and and, and the people in, in, in Capernaum and the people all over the place that were there. They will have to be impacted. A vision that I had at Mount Bethel this last Sunday simply means that the whole church will be impacted, and you know Mount Bethel has a lot of tall men, gray hair, tall men. That's an interesting thing. You look around the congregation; it's gray hair, tall men. All of them are gray hair. Not all of them, but but there's a lot of gray hair. Now, the Holy Spirit is saying to me that they will be ministered to they will have no power to resist anymore. They will have no more power or strength to push aside the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. That's a vision. And i tell you this, so be it. Now, it is a prophetic vision. It is a vision that I saw. Now, let me, let, me, let me go back to the application form of this because that's what you want to hear from me. What happened, Pastor Rick, when all of this happened? Did it apply to others? Let's take a look. For he was astonished, and all who were with him, Peter, at the draught of fishes which they had taken. They were astonished. Astonished means wow, wow, oh my God, oh my Lord, look at the amount of fish. We, I don't know what to do with. What do you think, James? Well, we could go to the market and sell it real quick. And, of course, they did. But on verse 10, Jesus brings in the application for him. He says, And so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were partners with Simon and his company. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth you shall catch men. Looking at the future you'll be fishers of men. Now, and when they had brought their fishes to the land, they forsook all and followed him. The company went bankrupt. Well, not bankrupt, but it closed. In other words, they could not sell fish anymore. Now, what happens after that might not be viewed as part of of the story on the borrowed ship, which is our lesson for today, but is an application to what what happened in Capernaum, is now going to do something in a powerful way, away from Capernaum. And it came to pass when he was in a certain city. Behold, a man full of leprosy, who, seeing Jesus, fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus responded as he put forth his hand, touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. You see, the application of this lesson is that as Jesus prophesied 500 fishes, which were tilapia, and maybe others of the same kind, as he prophesied the the ship that could almost sink two boats. It didn't sink, but it took water. He can now apply to the life of a man covered with leprosy. If you look at this chapter, it says, full of leprosy. Leprosy is a horrible disease. I want to tell you a story that I participated in uh, as a boy. My father took me to a leprosy colony in Brazil. And uh, and came in, and was praying for a man that had no eyes, no tongue, no arms, no legs. There was a trunk of a man uh, on, on hanging from a, uh, I don't know what it is, but he hangs, he hooks on each two poles. It's a hammock, and he's right there on the hammock, crying, 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 loud and loud and loud, and so I. I stayed behind the door, in other words, the door closed, and I went behind the door, and this I couldn't see anything, so my father was right there with the man, and the man is crying, yelling and crying and I noticed to the opening of the door as it closes up that a light came in, a lot of light, like someone carrying five six bulbs at the same time. In their hands, there was light passing by. They filled the whole room with light. And the light went to this man. I didn't see it, but I could watch down and see the the, the ceiling. Light pass by the man's body. And he stopped crying, and the light left. All I know that when I saw my father, he had light on his face. And he and I and of course I went to grab his hand and he took his hand from me, so I couldn't grab his hand. And I knew God was all over my dad, all oh, the power of the Holy Spirit over him. You see, as a boy, I'm impressed by what my father experienced. I'm impressed with what Jesus saw. I'm impressed with what He did to them. I'm impressed what He did. To all the people that lived in that area. So when he comes to pass on verse 12. Chapter, chapter 5 of Luke. When he was in a certain city. I Behold a man full of leprosy. Who seeing Jesus. Fell on his face. And besought him saying Lord. If you will. You can make me cream. He expressed doubt about the willingness of Jesus. Rather than his power. Many Jews at that time knowing that leprosy was a type of sin, didn't even believe that a leper could be saved. Hence, the statement of this leper concerning the willingness of Christ to cleanse him changes the whole story in perspective. He put forth his hand. Now, you, there's some type of leprosy that you can't touch. It's contagious. He put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. I will be the, be clean. I will be clean. And so the application of this story is that immediately the leprosy departed him. The Greek structure of the sentence here proclaims the fact that it was Jesus' word which healed the man. So when he touched him healing had already been affected. When Jesus saw the widow at Nain, he saw and saw the coffin coming with the mourners. Before he, when he touched the coffin, the boy was already healed. When you come to the altar, as you walk to the altar of a church, you are already receiving the blessing of God. In other words, the Holy Spirit of God, the application here is that the Holy Spirit of God is ahead is of the event, your idea, your situation. Listen to me. When Jesus saw the boat, he saw the fish. When Jesus saw the fish, he saw the disciples. When Jesus saw the disciples, the miracle is taken. All he has to do is to to apply. I hope that today, as you partake of this teaching, you are healed. You are delivered. You're set free. Heavenly Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus that the vision that you gave me about Mount Bethel in Atlanta will be so powerful that hundreds and hundreds be saved in a morning service. Oh, God, I pray, God, that you anoint Dr. Jody Ray to preach. I ask you, God, for the presence of God to be overwhelming in, in Dr. John Freeland. I ask you, God, by the power of your Spirit, that Cynthia Brown will play that organ, Anointed of God. I pray, God, that the praise leaders and worshipers that are there, all of them will be empowered by your Spirit to bring down heaven and throw the nets on the right side for a big, great catch. I pray, Lord, that uh, the leaders, the ushers, I pray, God, that the people that are there to worship, will be impacted. I pray that every hard heart, every mind that is hard, be softened by the power of your Holy Spirit to receive the blessing of God. I pray, God, that, uh, that those that come to the altar, as they walk out of their seat, they will be touched before they even get up. I pray, Lord Jesus, that the Sunday school teachers, the school, the children, the students, be all affected For the great move of the Spirit of God that's about to come. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I speak. I pray and I prophesy this morning that that be a reality in the life of the church at, uh, at, at, uh, at, uh, at Marietta, Georgia. I pray, God, that this will happen throughout every single church in Georgia. Even those that are resisting the hand of God and have resisted the Holy Spirit for so many years, I prophesy... That your mercy, your grace, your kindness, your gentleness, your tenderness will overshadow them in a powerful way, that they will forgive themselves, Lord, and forgive and ask forgiveness from you for and repent of their sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I praise you, I give you glory, God, I ask you, Lord, for your hand to be applied in the life of those that are listening today. I reprimand sickness, I reprimand disease. I reprimand every form of resistance. I reprimand every insistence into that which is evil to cease at this very moment. In the name, I pray God for for Owen in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Yeah. Minha alma Põe em mim O aroma De Jesus